Hi, I'm Tom Luna. I'm a former school board member. I was privileged to serve as senior advisor to U.S. Secretary of Education, Rod Page. I also had the honor of serving for eight years as Idaho State Superintendent of Public Instruction. During that time, I also served as president of the Council of Chief State School Officers. One thing I have learned in all these experiences is that educating children is not rocket science, it's more complicated. On my podcast, Swimming Upstream, we will visit with courageous leaders who challenge the prevailing tide and inspire all of us to swim against the current. Let's jump in. Welcome to another episode of Swimming Upstream. I'm Tom Luna. I'm your host for this episode, and uh, we're here at the Excel in Ed Conference in Salt Lake City, where people from across the country have come together, they have for the last 14 years, to really focus on uh, ways that we can learn from each other in our efforts to improve education, whether you want to call it modernization or reform, whatever, we all recognize, even today, now more than ever, the need to accelerate learning for students and to uh, address the, um, the issues that we face in education across the country. And so we've been talking to state chiefs, we've been talking to legislative leaders, we've been talking to some business leaders, and we're joined today by Mark Angel. And Mark is the CEO and founder of Amira Learning. And it's a fascinating company that you've built. I'm going to let you do most of the explaining because when we start talking about artificial intelligence and how you develop that and the uses of it, I I think you'll do a better job of walking us through that. But I want to start by having you just um, talk about your passion for uh, spending your time and effort and treasure in focusing on helping education help more kids Succeed. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. First, it's great to be here, and uh, uh, Amira really is a labor of love for the team. Uh, many of us have spent a lot of years building advanced technology. I used to work uh, uh, on some of the speech recognition projects that people use every day, like Siri, and uh, have uh, uh, worked in advanced technologies for a long time. Uh, but uh, what we believe is that the place where smart software can do the most good is in the classroom, and that's where it can find its most transformational uh, uh, outcomes. So we're 100% all in on uh, bringing some of the innovation that now uh, is changing the world in medicine and uh, yeah. uh, many other sectors right to, to the classroom. You know, when I, when I was in office, I used to jokingly say, but there was some truth to it that it took 20 years to get the overhead projector out of the bowling alley and into the classroom, right? There's just always seemed to be this resistance to the tools that are being used around us and bringing those into the classroom. Surely you've dealt with some of that uh, that resistance. Listen, uh, we talk about this a lot. First, it makes sense that we're cautious about using our kids as guinea pigs, right? Sure. Uh, uh, We want to be absolutely certain that change that we introduce into the classroom is grounded in tons of research, has been proven that there's lots of evidence for it. But it's also the case that uh, uh, there are a lot of barriers in the system that make innovation harder uh, to get down into a typical school than into a typical hospital or into a typical office building. So, Yeah, one thing you have done is focused on one of the greatest needs, and that's literacy. Yes, and that 
That Especially is hyper-intentional. That's yeah. right. So everything we try to do at Amira is about the research. And what the research tells us is, is that if we really want to have a profound impact on a, a child's life uh, cycle, we need to intersect with them as early as possible. And that the one thing that makes the most difference is getting them to a comfort level and a skill level with reading by third grade. Yeah. It's a massive, massive change in terms of their life opportunity. Yeah, what happens fourth grade on is just critical that they're, they're reading at grade level, proficient That's, level by third grade, or the exactly majority of them right. won't catch up regardless of our best efforts, That's right? And exactly we know that. exactly what the data right. shows. And, so, and what's so amazing, Tom, is the data shows that that catch up doesn't happen even well after school's out. Career earnings for a student who's behind in third grade reading are about 30% less. So yeah. it, it lasts a lifetime. Yeah, and we've seen that play out yeah. over and over. Um, when, so, so let's, let's just get into the tool yep. itself and walk us through, um, the, the tool that you've developed, how it's being used and, um, and, and, uh, and then to me in the, in my mind quickly goes that, uh, some of the kids who need this the most are in some of our most rural and remote places. Uh, and, and so you're never going to get, um, a teacher in a classroom to meet every one of those kids' needs. And the, the, the math and numbers just don't add up when you start yeah. talking about rural America, especially. Well, so just talk in about general, the, yeah. Listen, what we see when you look at the data is that the students who are least likely to get to reading proficiency live out in rural America or they live in the opposite, in the middle yeah. of a big city. Um, and both of those places have uh, uh, a lot more barriers even around helping students to attain uh, fluency and mastery in the reading space. So Amira is a very simple idea uh, that is driven by very complicated technology. What we know in the research and what most people just know from their own life experience is, is that we can help kids to become good readers when we sit them down next to us, we ask them to read, yes. and then when we struggle, we coach them and right. we help them and we build their skills. And uh, we're seeing a lot of emphasis, as you know, on billions being spent for high dosage human tutoring, right. where we use that coaching model uh, pretty effectively. But there are a lot of challenges, and you're getting at it. Uh, that model is hard to scale. That model yes. is hyper expensive. That model doesn't work in a, a village in Alaska. It often, sadly, doesn't work in a tough neighborhood in Dallas or New York City. So the idea behind Amira is to introduce something like an intelligent tutor, meaning a software tutor that uses that precise model of interaction, but where the coach is a talking, thinking ability to read out loud piece of software. And that piece of software is a mirror. So kind of describe the student experience yeah. then. The student experience is really straightforward. They use their standard Chromebook or iPad or personal computer, and they work in an environment that's a lot like a Kindle. They have text on the screen. Uh, we don't accompany that text with images or cueing. That's bad, and that's what the science tells us. So they read out loud to Amira. 
just the way they would to their parent or uh, teachers. A live tutor. A live tutor. And Amira is able to listen. And Amira can tell uh, when they're reading well and when they're struggling. And when they have moments of struggle, Amira jumps in with what we call micro-interventions. They're basically uh, science-based, evidence-based interventions that help that student to build the skill that's causing them to struggle to read, right? And it's just that simple. Uh, typically, students will read to Amira about 15 minutes a time, and what the research shows is that if they do that three or more times a week, Amira will double their rate of fluency. So 45 minutes to an hour per week. That's right. That's right. It's not a ton of time. But when you think about it, uh, this is what we all kind of need to learn about reading. Reading is like building any other muscle, only we're building the rewiring of the brain. And when neuroscientists put kids under a magnetic resonance imaging machine, kids who are fluent, they have tons of brain wiring that kids who aren't fluent don't have. The question is, how do we build that wiring? Well, we build it with practice, just the way we build our muscles or we build uh, 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 our uh, uh, stomach muscles with Pilates, we can build the... Well, some people. Or some people, yeah. not you and me, maybe, <laughs> but, but, but some people. Uh, but we can build that brain muscle, that yeah. brain rewiring when we have the right kind of practice. It doesn't take tons and tons of time, but it takes constant repetition. Done right. right. Done right. Yeah. That's right. Fantastic. Yep. So let, let's talk about something even more specific. Something that I'm very passionate about is dyslexia. Yeah. And the past year or two, we have seen parents of dyslexia students that have uh, made their voices heard at the state level. You bet. Definitely in my state in Idaho, and I've seen it happen in many other states where there, there's a level of frustration that yeah. it's just a, a, an area that's not being addressed or where they're attempting to address it, it's not it's not being successful. For sure. Talk to us well, about... Well, first, when you talk about those high stakes we talked about, parents have every right to be yep. incredibly frustrated if uh, schools are not helping their child to get to that magical third grade moment. And dyslexia is such a frustrating situation because parents know they're living with that kid every day. They know the kid is probably super smart and super yeah. capable and uh, has all kinds of skills and talents. And then suddenly, somehow, uh, that student is struggling with reading. And why is that? Well, it turns out uh, that that rewiring that I was talking about comes harder for certain students. It's a really medical issue. It's not made up. It's not just another name for kids who uh, don't flaw. like to read. It's, it's exactly. It's, it's just yeah, a, they're different. A, they're different. The way they right? process exactly the information. Exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Reading depends on this really ridiculous skill when you think about it of being able to take a, a bunch of printed symbols and turn them into sounds. And for some kids, that little skill just doesn't come so easy. Uh, but it turns out, and here's the beautiful thing, it turns out that with science, number one, we can pretty accurately identify who those kids are pretty early. And the more beautiful thing is the science is telling us that if we can do the right kinds of practice, the right kinds of remediation, we can help those kids to the neuroscientists call it hypercompensation. We can help them to build the brain rewiring that still lets them be a good reader, even though they don't have that uh, uh, ease of acquisition that 
that maybe other students have. So yes, we're, we're at the stage where we can really take dead aim at dyslexia and do something positive about it. Well, that, that, that's great news for yeah. a lot of uh, families and, and even some grandparents to hear. So that's exciting Absolutely. to hear. So people are going to listen to this. They're going to want to learn more. You're going to have yep. state leaders and others across the country, maybe even some parents and maybe even some parents with students that have dyslexia, they're going to listen to this. They're going to want to learn more. How can they learn more about Amira? Yes. First, do the logical thing. Uh, we have a great website called amiralearning.com, uh, and you can uh, uh, come and read about the history of the software and how it works and what we can do. Uh, if you're an educator, uh, please reach out to us or our uh, distribution partner, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, HMH Learning. Uh, uh, the teams both at Amira and HMH are super happy to uh, provide demonstrations and kind of walk everybody through how the software If I'm an works. educator, can I get, sometimes referred to it as a sandbox where you, you can, can get in and you can Absolutely. actually see this. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, we love pilots. That's yeah, our mantra. Go. So uh, we work with uh, many districts around the country all the time to give them an easy onboarding path with Amira. And just to give folks an example, uh, we're now working with about a million kids all the time. So it's really the first uh, uh, sort of advanced technology that's achieved scale in schools. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark Angel, thank you for spending time with us here on Swimming Upstream, and thank you for being willing to swim against the current oh, and, and, and tackle these difficult issues that many have wanted to deal with, many have wanted to cure, but have struggled to find a solution, and uh, you're helping us uh, and, and states and parents find that solution. So thank you for your leadership. Thanks. Very kind words. It's been a pleasure to talk. Yeah. And folks, we've been visiting with Mark Angel. He's the CEO and founder of Amira Learning. And uh, thank you for joining us in this episode of Swimming Upstream. Thank you for listening. And remember, our children may only be 22% of our population but they represent 100% of our future. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. Swimming Upstream is part of the Stratagos Podcast Network. To view the entire lineup of our shows, visit our website, stratagosgroup.com.